1: Begin to be poured out upon all men. Wow. <laughs> this is that spoken, spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken, spoken by the prophet Joel. <laughs> In the last days I poured out my spirit, saying, good Lord. They've had too much to drink Peter Peter said these men are not drunk As she supposed he comes the preaching And the will began to flow They call our man in bed And what shall we do? Repent and be baptized Every one of you I, 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 You see that Spoken by the coffee joe Oh, oh, oh You see that Spoken by the coffee joe And the well's still flowing The promise has an ended. you can't dispute the facts The fire's still burning Just like the book of Acts He fills you with the spirit You will speak with other tongues That's still the way That the Holy Ghost comes hi, 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 hi. This is it I've spoken by the prophet
2: Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We're coming to you live this October 16th. Is that what it is? October 16th, 2022. And we're glad to be with you. Honored that you'd be listening. And uh, we had a great church service today. It seemed good. Good move of God. Great worship service. Visitors there again. Excited about what God's doing. He's br- certainly bringing people to our church. And we are located right in Dickinson, North Dakota, and we want you to come if you live nearby 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. We have churches all around this area, and so if you live in Beach, we've got a church in Bowman and Beulah, up in uh, Newtown and in Williston and Minot, Bismarck, Mandan, churches all over this this area. We'd love to have you come and visit And when I say we do, it's not just one organization, but it's churches that believe the Acts 2.38 message of repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is bigger, this truth is bigger than the United Pentecostal Church, than the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship, which are organizations that I'm associated with. (coughs) It's bigger than those, but all over the world, people are seeing the truth that's in the Bible. Even today, somebody, a, a man that was visiting our church um, from a Catholic background asked me, so what's the difference between Pentecostal and Catholic? I said, the difference is, is we go directly straight to the Bible. That's what we do. That's, we we pattern our church after the church that Jesus set up, the church of the book of Acts. That's what we pattern our church after. We don't go back to creeds and decisions made after that. We we go right to the original, and we try to be as close to that as we possibly can. That's what it means to be oneness Pentecostal or apostolic <coughs> Pentecostal. That's what it means. And I know that there are people listening to me that know all that, and there are people listening to me that don't know any of that. And so that's what I, on the Tell It Like It Is show, I'm trying to feed uh, people from a, a plate. And, um, and, and many of you uh, this is old hat, many of you, it's brand new. I'm honored that the people that are the old hat people, the people that know this truth and love it, that they listen to this program, it, it makes me feel good. I, I, um, but I, you know, I, I'm also, I'm, I'm not trying to talk about the seven seals in the book of Revelation necessarily or get into detail on the Old Testament tabernacle, but I'm trying to keep it simple. I'm trying to bring it down home so people understand it. Today, this program won't be any different than that. I I pray. I hope it's true. We've got people texting me, listening in. Brother Griffith texted me the very first one tonight from Great Falls. Uh, we have uh, Abe, Sierra, Cassidy, and Oren listening out in the wilderness area of the Badlands. We have Luke and Becky listening in the wilderness area of, where Where do you guys live now? South Heart? Is that right? Uh, that wilderness area. Luke and Becky are listening. My wife and I want to go for lunch with Luke and Becky. Are they listening? We want to do that. We've got the Tarbells listening in Bismarck, and he's got his Les Paul guitar out. He's going to play along with me. I wished we could hear him, Um, but uh, he won't be able to play a duet with me because I'm on the air and he's at home. But I'm glad the Tarbells are listening. We've got a young man listening from New, New A young man. His last name is Young. So, and he's not very old either. He's a young man, but I, he's that, that's kind of a play on ideas. A young man from New Radic. Sister Brett's up in Kildare. Sweet lady comes to our church. Um, we get to, you know what? I get to have lunch with her every Sunday, but it's not like I get to visit with her really. And I really enjoy that. went dead for just a minute but i had to sneeze i shouldn't tell you that yvonne and Marin listening in bowman tonight boy now people are texting good to have the lunas listening uh we got some willises and the boys listening what's what's wrong with the willis girls aren't they listening today or are they already sleeping uh we've got brother fuller a minister up that lives up on lake sakakawea listening jody is listening and um uh, see uh she said she can't find her phone. I can't help you. They're listening up there. So Tim listening to North Carolina. Text me tonight 701-290-7862. Hopefully I can quit sneezing here. Uh, well, I was I don't know for sure if I was going to play a song, but now that I know the pressure's on that somebody a really good guitar player is going is sitting at home with his Les Paul guitar out and he's going to he wants to play along with with me. So let me let me just play a song I wrote a few years ago. And uh, this is a song we sing up at the jail sometimes. We had a good service up at the jail today. I think there were 28 men and women there. And uh, and uh, I would have to say the general, uh, just the general consensus of the group is that they're hungry for God. They want to change. And uh, just fun going there when you have people that are interested in what you have to say. It really is. I mean, that's that's what keeps this preacher going. If there are people that actually care what I have to say, the message that I have, uh, I think I could preach all day. Sometimes on Sundays it kind of feels like that, you know. Teach a, a discipleship class at ten, preach at eleven, go to the jail at two thirty, and then we finish it up with the radio show tonight. But but if there are people listening, I I love to share what God has given me. This is a song of my testimony I wrote several years ago. You. Pulled me from the garbage Oh, Ben, that's an F, by the way. You probably already know that. And you Taught me how to live And you Filled me with your spirit And you Washed away my sin You There is none like you, none beside you, you You alone are holy, alone are worthy, you You're the one who made me, the one who saved me, you And I love you, my God You And you have given me a family, and you have touched my heart and soul. And I really, truly can't see why you ever loved me so. And you, there's none like you, none. To- You, you, you alone are holy, alone are worthy, you, you're the one who made me, the one who saved me, you, and I love you, my God, yes, I do, oh, I love you, my God, oh, I love you, my God you and i do love him he did pull me from the garbage and uh brought me into this wonderful truth i'm gonna talk about it tonight i just uh want to turn your attention let's see where do i want to start and and if you do have questions tonight or comments text me those 701-290-7862 and if you have any issue with what I'm saying, text me that too. But be nice to me. I don't. If you're not nice, I don't want to. I don't want I mean, to. There, there's no reason that we can't be. We can disagree, but we can still be nice to each other. And most of the texts texts I get, just about all of them are nice, but not always. First Corinthians 1.18, This is the same thing I spoke about in our church service today. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching, to save them that believe. And then if you skip down to 1 Corinthians one twenty-seven it says but god hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and god hath made hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty this program tonight we're going to talk about this treasure this that there is in knowing how to get to heaven i was my wife and i took a little getaway trip to the black hills Friday and Saturday, and I was somewhere, I think at a restaurant, and I heard an old song that was, you know, some... Well, I don't even know who sang it or what it was all about, but it was an old worldly song, Knock, Knock, knocking on Heaven's Door. Sounded like kind of a sad song. I'm not sure what it was about. I'm sure at one time I knew what it was about when I used to listen to that kind of music. But but I got to thinking, I have the keys to Heaven's Door. That And I... Some people and maybe there are some listening to me tonight that think I'm just a crazy old fool. That's the title I'm giving this broadcast, just crazy old fool. All crazy old fools say I'm not a crazy old fool. (laughs) And I'm not, but all of them say that, so I know that. But we have got to be, for us that know the truth, we have to understand how precious this is. For those that don't know the truth, we have to convince you, and convince them of how precious of a treasure this is this morning before church early this morning i get to the church on sunday mornings uh it was no exception this morning i got there early it's a, it's a quiet time i love to <coughs> think about what i'm going to be speaking about and i just one of my favorite times is early sunday mornings and wednesday afternoons as i get ready for church to speak and i just enjoy those times so much but i was reading this morning about a guy named James Howells. I think he was from England. In 2009 to 2013, on his personal laptop, he mined um, some uh, a currency called cryptocurrency, or Bitcoin, I think, specifically, is what he was mining. Kind of hard to understand, but it's a it's a computer currency, just like a dollar is a paper currency. This is a computer currency, and it's out there, and you can find the key, or the codes, and once you do, you can get a Bitcoin. Uh, those Bitcoins right now um, are worth uh, quite a bit of money for each one. Well, this this James Howells, from 2009 to 2013, he mined seventy five seven 7,500 Bitcoins on his personal computer, and he sold his computer on eBay for parts, but he kept the hard drive in hopes that someday Bitcoin would rise in value. And when cleaning his home one day, he accidentally threw out the hard drive. Today, those that Bitcoin, those 7,500 Bitcoin, I did a calculation this morning, would be worth around, conservatively, $150 million. He contacted the city of where the landfill that, took this away and said, I'll, I'll give the money, most of the money, to the city if they'll just help me, if I have permission to help me find this hard drive with this information, with this the keys to this $150 million in, in Bitcoin. But they won't do it. They said the environmental uh, cost would be too great to, to try to move that much garbage around. You see, this man casually he didn't realize what this Bitcoin was going to be worth. Kind of reminds me of the scripture in Hebrews chapter 2 where the writer said, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. How shall we escape if we throw away our bitcoin no if we neglect so great salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed also unto us by them that heard them just imagine pastor Bob on his deathbed knowing where the codes to 150 million dollars in Bitcoin, the keys I'm going to call them keys because they're called keys the keys to the bitcoin And I'm trying to tell people on my deathbed, I'm trying to tell my family, anyone who would listen, but they think I'm a crazy old fool. Tonight, I'm not talking about Bitcoin, and I'm not talking about other cryptocurrencies. That's not the treasure. The treasure I'm talking about, those treasures pale in significance to the treasure that I'm going to speak about on the radio tonight. Pastor Bob is not a crazy old fool. I have the keys to a treasure that is beyond your wildest dreams. Jesus was talking about it in, in Matthew six nineteen. He said, "Lay out, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, like silver, gold, bitcoins." There's nothing wrong with setting aside money to retire. I'm not saying there is, but don't lay up your treasures on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You know, we can't afford this truth... It was so rewarding to me. There's there was a man in our church this morning, he comes. His dad's a pastor out in Montana. <coughs> Michael has been coming to our church and he brought two of his friends with him today. Michael is in the Bitcoin industry. He he's a he works on he facilitates the miners which they're not real people, these miners, they're computers. I'm not going to tell you all he does but it's very interesting and He's kind of taught me some things about this. That's why I can speak a little bit about it. I know a little bit about it. But his two friends were there, and one of his friends had never been to a Pentecostal church. And after the service, he came up to me and said, this made so much sense to me. He said, what you spoke about made so much, so much sense to me. He said, I am so glad I came. And the reason it made sense to him, folks, is because I was telling him about a treasure that he can have, he can access it, and I know the keys to this treasure. You know this, when you know of a treasure beyond anyone's wildest dreams, it can make you go crazy. Did you, did you ever hear of the Alaskan gold rush up in the Klondike area? Of I think in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Men went crazy trying to find gold, and some of them did, but most of them did not. Some of them died up there because the conditions were so harsh. But this is a treasure that can make men go crazy, not only in wanting to find it, but in wanting to share it. And we don't want to treat this truth casually. You know, I just was somewhere here recently, a pastor was talking to me, about how he needed to start churches in the outlying regions from where he lives. And he does, and he he will. He's a pastor from South Dakota. We were down there visiting. He has a desire to start churches in the surrounding areas. But he told me about a Pentecostal man that lives 40 miles away that says, I'm not going to be coming to church because I can't afford the gas money to get there. And there's no church, no Acts 238 church there where he lives and i this man was telling me that story for a different reason but what i heard in the story was doesn't sound like that man values this treasure very much because 40 miles is not too far to travel to go to church to every service i am so pleased with the people i pastor i have a lady that lives 40 miles to the east of Dickinson that comes to church usually they're every sunday and wednesday unless unless the cows are sick i've got i've got a, i've got families that used to come from beach north dakota 60 miles to the west they have their own church now but they came faithfully to church uh, people up in the belfield area which is 20 miles away coming every service sundays when people that ranch north of belfield um, some even as far as 60, 60, 62 miles from here, and they come every Sunday, every Wednesday. Why? Why, you know, why is that? Because it's their treasure. This is worth something to them. Don't treat this treasure, you Pentecostals that are listening, casually. You know, I I, I also have met people over the years well, Pastor Bob, I'll be there on Sunday mornings, but can't be there on Wednesdays because, you know, kids got school in the morning and we got to get up and go to work. You know how dumb that sounds to me? When you know that this treasure is worth more than anything else in this world. It sounds really dumb to me. Don't throw away your faith. Don't Sell your birthright like Esau did for a morsel of meat. Ah, Pastor Bob, let's see, where am I at here? Let me play this song. You know, our starting scripture talked about how, and I'll get to it, about how we're considered foolish because we believe that there's something to this, these keys to the kingdom that we know of. But humanistic wisdom is what's foolish.
3: you think you understand everything there is to know you're just a tramping man trying to figure out in your mind you've got your education from harvard and yale you claim your daddy was a monkey you evolved
2: Pastor Bob, got, we got cut off. <laughs> You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show, and uh, glad to have you with us tonight. The um, Sometimes I do things wrong on this computer here at the at the uh, radio station. Broadcasting live uh, from KDIX, Dickinson, North Dakota. We're also being picked up by Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2 and KDIX.net. Um, you can be listening, of course, many of you are listening straight across the EM radio here in Dickinson. And uh, this is a, a radio station that's been here for, I don't know, 60, 70 years, something like that. Fun to come into the studio, enjoy it. I, ho- I hope radio keeps going. You know, I hope it it's not, doesn't turn into like what newspapers have turned into. And I hope radio keeps going. I like radio. It's uh, I'm not political here, but radio is kind of a freedom thing in a way. It's not really controlled by... by um, you know, I can say things on the radio without worried about being banned, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, unless the station bans me, which they could. And if I get real weird or something, the station could say you can't be on anymore. But they, they seem to trust me here. And we've been doing this now for over 20 years. Uh, we've got people still texting in. Thank you for listening. The Matherns are listening. Um, the uh, the stoners that I said were listening in New Rattick. They don't live in New Rattick. They live in Dickinson. So um, sorry about that. The, uh, we've got Carl and Jeannie listening tonight, or is it just Carl listening out in Michigan somewhere? Um, I mentioned the Lunas, the Willises, so on, just a bunch of people that are tuned in tonight. And we, um, let's see, uh, we've got brother Ben Tarbell liked the song that I sang. Oh, well, good. Thank you. Did you like that last goofy one too? Humanistic wisdom. Were you playing along with that? We're talking about that. I'm not a crazy old fool. I know of a treasure. I know of a treasure that um, the um, that you can you can find. And and it's it's for all of us. I know the key to it. I know the codes. The the you know it's the most valuable thing that I have is my faith. And I'm not going to forget the keys of how to get to heaven. Jesus in Matthew 16, 18 through 19 was talking to his disciples, specifically Peter, and he said this, he said, I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, upon the rock, that the the statement that Peter had made that Jesus was the Christ, the Messiah, he said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know, this, he said, and then he told Peter, he said, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And we know it was Peter that on the day of Pentecost, when he was asked, what must we do to be saved? What do we have to do to get to heaven? How how can we be made right with God? And Peter said, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises unto you and to your children, and to all those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The keys to the kingdom, the keys to this treasure, to access the this wonderful treasure were given to Peter and he gave them to us not only to use for ourselves, but to give to others so that they can use. We have got to keep the value of our faith and what we have in the forefront. It's the most important thing that we have. In Deuteronomy chapter six verses six through nine. Moses had said some words to the people in his writing, and he said about these words, I'll tell you what the words are in just a second, but he said, "In these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. In other words, I want you to, to internalize them. I want them to be part of you. I want the words that I just told you, I want, I want them to be what defines your life. And I want you, in verse 7, he said, to teach them diligently unto thy children. These, The key to the Bitcoin of eternal life, those keys need to be taught to our children. And, we, and we're supposed to talk of them when we sit in our house, and when we walk by the way, and when we lie down at night, and when we get up in the morning. This is all Deuteronomy 6. Verse 8, he said, Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand. In other words, tie a string around your finger so you can remember these words that I just told you. And they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house. The words that Moses had just spoken. He said, I want you to write them, make plaques up with them, make, uh, make posters up with them. Write them on the doorposts of your house. Why the doorposts? And write them on your gates, because when you go in and when you go out, you're going to see those words. Your children are going to see those words. Don't forget those words. What words? (coughs) The words are, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There's only one God, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. This is the keys. These are the keys to find the treasure. This treasure, as we get into the revealed New Testament of who this one God is, God the Father was in Christ, the Bible says. Christ, the man, he was both God and man, The man died on the cross. And now we can have Christ, or the Spirit that was in Christ, the Father, in us, the Holy Spirit. I read a lengthy reading in church today in Colossians, and I want to read it tonight. And I can see I'm running out of time here. But in Colossians 1 and 15, talking about Jesus, it said, Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible, invisible, whether they be thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Who Jesus did this. And he is before all things. Well, I thought he was born in Bethlehem. No, the spirit that was in Jesus was the Father. And he was eternal. He was the first. (coughs) There wasn't anything before him. He's always been. It says he was before all things and by him. All things consist. He is the, the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Wherefore, are, in verse 25 of Colossians 1, wherefore am I made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from the ages and from generations and now is made manifest to his saints. Notice, even the mystery. I'm not a crazy old fool. I'm telling you about a treasure that has been a mystery to you, possibly, and I'm telling you about it right now. In verse 27, it says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory the spirit of god is available to live in us you can be filled baptized with his spirit and be filled with his spirit this is the treasure that was talked about that we hold in earthen vessels in just a just a just a regular body we can have this treasure the the mystery that all the fullness of god dwelt bodily in christ you can read that in colossians chapter 2 it talks about In verse 2, that the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And he goes on to say about Jesus, for in him, verse 9, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. This treasure, this mystery, this thing that is unknown by many people and was unknown through the ages until Jesus came into this world and the apostles began to reveal. This mystery can be yours. The keys to the kingdom, you know, the faith in God, repentance from sin, turning away from sin, asking for forgiveness, being baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins, being filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues like they did on the day of Pentecost, I told our church this morning we should rename our church the Fellowship of the Mystery. The Fellowship of the Mystery. Because the scripture talks about, in verse 9 of Ephesians 3, and to make all men see what is the Fellowship of the Mystery. which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Right now, my prayer, God, touch somebody listening to me, that you would open their eyes to see that there's a treasure that's eternal, that, that thieves can't steal, that some a hacker can't break through and get the key for their Bitcoin treasure. But they can send this treasure up ahead And it'll be waiting for them when they get to heaven. This mystery, folks, tonight, if you're willing to hear it, if you're willing to listen, I'm revealing it to you now. 1 Timothy 3.16, it says, Without controversy, like there's no argument about this, great is the mystery of godliness. I mean, this, this is a mystery of who Jesus is. It goes on to say God himself was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. He said that it's a great mystery, but let me tell you what happened. God became known as a man. 1 Corinthians 2 and 7 even goes on to talk about how the devil didn't even understand this mystery says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Satan thought he was putting an end to Jesus and his work when he put him on the cross. But he was just the pawn in the hand of God. Because Jesus had to die for our sins, that's what Second Corinthians five nineteen is talking about tonight. My broadcast, a lot of scripture tonight. It said, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto Himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. God has told us, including me, Pastor Bob, tonight. I'm doing this in my little little portion of the world right here. I'm trying to convince you that I'm not a crazy old fool, that these words of Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 are the words that tell us how to be born again, born of the water and of the Spirit, that Jesus talked about in John chapter 3. What if I really had the key to this $150 million in Bitcoin, and I'm on the radio trying to tell somebody so please, somebody listen to me. And everybody just laughs at crazy old fool. What's that crazy old man saying? And I told you earlier that all crazy old men say, I'm not a crazy old man. But I'm not a crazy old man. Jesus said in Matthew thirteen forty four Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a treasure hid in a field, which when a man hath found it, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth that field. When you find the treasure, who knows what you're going to do? It'll change the course of your life. I've got people listening to me right now. Brother Dale Jones, a, a minister listening tonight, taught a Bible study to a man named Greg Johnson many, many years ago. Dale Jones grew up not knowing a thing about this secret, not knowing a thing about the keys to find this. But one day somebody shared with him the keys, and he's been sharing that with other people ever since. And now he's one of the people he shared it with is listening to this radio broadcast tonight. There is a treasure outside there waiting for you, but you've got to listen to this crazy old fool. It's heartbreaking for me when people think I'm a crazy old fool. It really is. Even some in my own family, some in my wife's family, think I'm a crazy old fool. They don't understand what I'm saying. They don't understand the importance. I'm not talking about joining a church. I'm not talking about becoming Pentecostal. I'm not talking about uh, belonging to my little group of people here in Dickinson. And it's not a little group, but I mean comparatively with the, the world it is. But I'm talking about a truth, a treasure that Jesus handed to Peter. Peter handed it to the rest of us on the day of Pentecost. It was recorded in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 and many other places in the New Testament. But the Bible said there are people in Ephesians 4.18 who have having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. They won't listen. They think that I'm a crazy old fool. 1 Corinthians 2.14, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. My wife and I were visiting about this this afternoon. It took me a long time. I I mean, I don't know everything about Bitcoin, but my wife, I was finally able to find the words to explain Bitcoin to my wife, because it's kind of a weird... Um. Uh, just a weird um, uh, concept. But so are the things of God to people that have never really thought about them before. Romans 8 and 7, it says, the carnal mind is enmity against God. Like, the normal way of thinking is enmity. It, it, it is not subject to the law of God. And it says this, this is really weird neither indeed can be I've got people in my family that aren't getting it they don't get it when my wife and I first received the keys of understanding how to get to heaven and I'm so thankful there were people that taught us and showed us and that they were sold out on it and they, <clears throat> they told us these things. Pastor Walters was, was my first pastor or not really my first pastor, but the pastor that really, really discipled me. And, and he, 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 he shared with, if he was alive today, I, I would want him to hear this broadcast and say, Pastor Walters, I found the secret. You can die. The secret's safe with me, Pastor Walters. I found it. You gave it to me. I understand it, and I'm sharing it with others. But there are people, like I say, even in my own family that just don't get it. They think that Bob, you know, whether it's Uncle Bob or Brother-in-Law Bob or, you know, whoever, they think, well, it's just his religion. This isn't my religion. I didn't make it up. I've had people attend church over the years. They've attended church. You you will like our church. Like, you'll come and you'll like it. You just will. We had a young couple that was here at our church service last week. They came back again today. They like it. The people are really nice and friendly, and it's full of children. And, I mean, if you like a really exciting place where it's just fun to be there, full of life, not boring, come to our church. It's great. But just because you come doesn't mean you'll get it. And and over the years, I've had people that just don't get it. I have a guy in my life that told me years ago. He's in a federal penitentiary now, but years ago, he said, "Pastor Bob, if you want this church to grow, you should put a foosball table in the basement." See, so he didn't get it. I'm nothing wrong with a foosball table in the basement, but he didn't get it. That's not how churches grow. Church, <coughs> God's church grows because people understand the treasure. <coughs> You know, I've got a friend that, that understood this treasure. He was even preaching the gospel, but he walked away from it. He doesn't get it now. He lost the keys. He doesn't remember the code, the encryption. Is it encryption? Yeah. Second Corinthians 4 and 3 said, But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Boy, this this verse is just preaching my whole radio show tonight. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who hath commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light, of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Yeah, I'm just a human. I'm not telling you to follow me, but it's the treasure that I'm talking about that I want you to have. See, I'm not the key. I'm not the encryption or whatever they say for Bitcoin. I'm not the key that can give you this great treasure. I have the great treasure, and I can tell you how to find it. I can be a link to get you the information that you need to not only be knocking at heaven's door, but to open heaven's door and go inside. What if I had this treasure and I didn't share it with the knowledge of this with others? What if you had this treasure and you would not share the knowledge of where to find the keys with those you loved? There was a man named Matthew Mellon who invested, years ago, invested $2 million in a a cryptocurrency called XRP. He died unexpectedly when he was 54 years old, and the keys... <clears throat> were spread across several banks in the United States, but nobody knows how to put them together. They are reported to be worth about a billion dollars, but nobody can claim them because he never shared the keys with anybody else. There was another man named <coughs> Gerald Cotton, <coughs> who died unexpectedly at the age of 30. His widow knew that he periodically removed the keys for his cryptocurrency and put them in what they call cold storage like on zip drives or flash drives he took them off his personal laptop but when he died no one knew what he did with them and no one can access no one can find the 150 million dollars now you know this what i'm talking about here today is a treasure The Bible said, it's like a treasure hidden in a field. And I am so thankful that, and I am persuaded that the secret has been found by people I know in my life. A young lady just texted me named Sierra, and she said, I've experienced, she said, I've experienced God's love and peace, and that's what I want for my family and friends to have also. Exactly. Exactly. This this treasure, the, the neat thing about the treasure we're talking about, not only can we have it, but we can share with you how you can have it, and it doesn't diminish our treasure. I mentioned my pastor earlier, Pastor Walters, he, he, uh, he shared with me over the period of 11 years while I went to the church before we moved to Dickinson to start a church, he shared with me the keys to the kingdom. And for some reason, even the first time I met him, even though I was 20 and he was 40 and I thought he's a really old man, that strikes me funny now because I'm 64, it really strikes me funny that I thought my pastor was a really old man and he's only 20 years older than I am. But I didn't hear a crazy old fool speaking that morning, that first morning I went to the Pentecostal church. I heard, about, I heard somebody tell me about a treasure that I'd been looking for but really didn't know that I'd been looking for it. And I believed him. That first Sunday morning I ever attended a Pentecostal church, and it was a miracle how I got there in the first place. But Pastor Walters didn't sound like a crazy old fool to me. I was listening. Somebody convinced me that they had a treasure inside of them that I could have too. When I am very old and, and I'm laying on my deathbed, I'm telling my Children now, if they're listening, maybe they are, maybe they're not. I'm telling my grandchildren, maybe someday my great-grandchildren. You know, don't come and just stare at me, you know, if I'm laying on my deathbed. If I'm laying on my deathbed, come and talk to each other. Don't just stare at me. How are you feeling? Don't say that. But what I really want you to do, if it's true, is to come and say, Grandpa, I found the secret you don't have to worry about me. Because that secret is the most precious piece of information that I have. And when I hear those words, you know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of being melancholy or dramatic here, but when I hear those words, I'll be able to die in peace. To know that there are people that... that you know, I'm not one of these preachers that think the young generation's all going to pot. I mean, literally and figuratively, I'm not. There are people that I know—young men and young women—that love this truth. They've got it. They figured it out. They—they they have found the secret, and they are wanting to pass it on to their families, to their children, and to those around them. I found the key. You know, there, there's a line in a song called 70 Years Ago by a lady named Twyla Paris, and it goes, it says, I want to give this to my children. She said, the secret has been found. She was talking about her grandparents that didn't, She did, some of them she didn't even know, that were preachers that traveled in wagon trains and, and, and held Brush Arbor meetings. And now she, here she is, this Christian singer, and she said, I found the secret. And I want to give this to my children. And when I am very old, I hope there's a story still worth retelling 70 years ago. You know, these these keys to treasure, the, the treasure are treasure that's laid up into heaven. Wow. Where did this time go? Don't treat it casually, you know. Give earnest to the things which we've heard lest at any time we should let them slip. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Let me say it this way. How shall we escape if we forget the keys to get to heaven? How could we escape? What would we say to God when we say, you know, I really didn't think it was that important, this information I had? I have been privileged in my life to be around a lot of people that this is their life. This is their treasure. This is the greatest thing I know of pastors and preachers. You know, if you want to, if you want to get Pastor Bob upset, say something like, yeah, those preachers do it. They go into it for the money. That is the dumbest thing. The pre- pastors I know that are working full-time for the church and not getting a secular job, they don't make hardly any money. You're better off being a manager somewhere at a restaurant than being a preacher if you want to make money. That's the truth. You know, Shame on you Catholic people here in Dickinson that think your priests are doing it for the money. Those priests don't make any money. I'm not Catholic. I'm not defending the Catholic church, but that's just dumb. That's just dumb. No, it's. I'm not doing this for the money. Of course not. I don't even get paid as a pastor. The, I'm doing this because I want you to have the treasure. Oh, running out of time. I've got a couple things I need to do uh, throughout the week. Tuesday night, if you live out in the beach area, which is sixty miles west of Dickinson, we have the church called the House of Prayer. They have church at seven thirty. Wednesday night here in Dickinson, 501 Elks Drive. That's the church I pastor, New Life Pentecostal Church. Wednesday night also in Bowman, 18 North Main. Wednesday night in Beulah, there's a church. Um, All across this area, we have Pentecostal churches you can go to. On Sunday mornings in Dickinson, 10 o'clock, Sunday school. There's also a basic Bible class I teach at 10 o'clock, and adult Bible classes there. Uh, We have our worship service at 11. There's a men's Bible study every Sunday morning, and we just started, or every Friday morning, I'm sorry, at 6 a.m., and we just started having that at Taco John's in Dickinson. That was our first time there. That worked out pretty good. If you'd want to come to a men's Bible study, 6 a.m., we're studying the book of Colossians. (coughs) On Sunday, also in Beach, there's a service at 10. Bowman, there's a service at 10.30. We want you to, Come, we will share the keys of the kingdom with you. You know, um, Ben, are you still listening, Ben Yote or Ben, ben Tarbell? Are you still listening? I got too many Bens. I know. This is this is a song that's in D. Get that Les Paul warmed up. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. That's just what I'll be. Crazy in love with my God above, and that's alright with me. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus, that's just what I'll do. Guess I just don't know no better than to be in love with you. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus, that's just what I'll be. Crazy in love with my God above And that's all right with me I'll be a fool for you, Jesus That's just what I'll do Guess I just don't know no better Than to be in love with you Guess I just don't know no better Than to be in love with you And, Lord Jesus, tonight I pray that the eyes of those that have been blinded by Satan so that they can't see this treasure, they don't understand the value of this treasure, the backsliders out there, God, that have walked away thinking it's just a church, it's just a bunch of rules, somehow God, speak to them and let them know that this is the greatest thing that there has ever been. We pray tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. Uh Just before, I'm I'm just going to drift over. Hopefully, KDX is okay with this drift over a little bit. But uh there was a missionary years ago. The last journal entry he wrote, and then he was killed. I think the next day by the very people he was trying to reach down in South America. He had written this in his journal: "He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to buy what he cannot lose." And those were the last words that were written in his journal. No truer words were ever spoken. You're not a fool to believe in this treasure. God bless, folks.